0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode seven of the Mind Blown Zone. This one is called The Legal Overlay Explained. How are you feeling, Brad? Never better. Yourself? Also very good. Thank you very much. So uh, for our viewers, uh, we've actually explained the history of The Legal Overlay in a few previous podcasts. Uh, If you feel like going back and listening to those ones, feel free. Uh, We explained that over the, the millennia, there has been this whole, uh, you know, series of events that have led to this little system being imposed or overlaid atop what you might call the common law. Uh, and it's a, you know, just a system of uh, statutory policies and statutory laws, corporate policies, all, all these things that are kind of like artificial uh, control system. Uh, you, you might like to put it like that. But uh, Brad is going to explain exactly what it has become for us now. Um, he's going to do most of the explaining, uh, and I'm just going to assist things, facilitate things, um, help things move along, and make sure that everything's clear for everybody listening. So I want to let you know, this one's going to be absolutely awesome. Okay, the, the content in this is going to be like, whoa, this is going to be a serious mind blow to understand You know what's going on in the world with this legal overlay. All right, Brad, I'm looking forward to
1: it. Take it away, please. <laughs> All right, na- and that's the purpose to blow a few minds hopefully uh many of our listeners viewers will catch hold of this it isn't complicated but it's kind of a an inversion and a reversal of what we've all been indoctrinated into believing so w- w- hopefully we'll have some fun with this so I'll, i wanted to start right off the gate and just say that this is an educational and awareness expansion podcast this is not a solution-based explanation there are just so many required elements and knowledge that you actually have to have before you could even begin to put this into action. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need you know you got to have personal interest in this you've got to do your own research and educate yourself there's a there's something about repetition and hearing it over and over again that lets it sink in. you need to get it you know deepen your understanding And most importantly, as you'll see as we go along here, you you have to come to embody what you've learned. So, as one of my favorite guys says, it's it's a lifestyle. And once you understand who you are, then the game changes. And I'll get into that a little bit later in, in the uh, in the podcast. Uh, but I also wanted to add a few disclaimers. You know, first and foremost, um, we're not advocating anybody tries to get around the law or act unlawfully. That's not the purpose of this. Uh, if you if you do act unlawfully, then you do have to compensate somebody for your behavior. There's just no two ways about it. I also want to say that this podcast is not legal advice in the least. It's an explanation of what's happening, so you'll you'll get a sense of uh, how this legal overlay works. It doesn't mean you're going to be an expert at it at the end of this podcast, not by any means. So we don't recommend trying to use any of this material. In a courtroom uh, and if you're in the midst of a lawsuit there's almost no there's almost no chance that you can get yourself out of it with any of this information so neither of these things neither of these strategies are recommended shouldn't be tried um this isn't about gaming the system uh it's it's really about understanding what the system is how it works the legal system so uh, what was my last point here? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't use any of these tactics myself without knowing a whole bunch more about how this works. I have listened to heard about and watched many, 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 many people make mistakes and fail at this. And they thought they knew what they were doing. So it's a lot trickier than you might think. But it starts with having some awareness and understanding of what's going on. And that's what we're going to talk about today.
0: Ryan, thanks for that um, preface, Brad. I think that's useful because I, I think it's useful as well to like, it highlights an admission that and this is an ongoing discovery, right? We're, we're not claiming to be like, here's the exact truth of what's going on and what to do, what, what, what you should do to achieve exactly what you want right now. And we're not, we're not making any claims like that. Uh, You know, we, we do think that this is, you know, you know, right at the tip of the spear, but uh, for, for everyone involved, this is still an ongoing investigation of, and understanding.
1: Perfect. Right. So right out of the gate, I want to I want to start with what is law? It's a word that has been severely watered down. It has multiple meanings, which is one of the biggest pieces of trickery in the legal system is these words with multiple meanings. So in reality, or the initial definition of law would be, it's it's something that's immutable, something that can't be changed or altered. That's the basic, simple definition of law. And we think of that in terms of natural laws or universal laws, God's laws, however you want to think about it, right? So just to give a couple examples, if you want to travel between your country and another country, There's nothing in the universe stopping you from doing it other than man-made rules, policies, artificial barriers, you know, boundaries between so-called countries, right? So these are, this is an example of there's no law preventing you from moving between countries, but there are governmental, corporate, state-level statutes. Yes, makes sense so far? Oh yeah, right. I mean, a
0: law is kind of like how the universe works, just naturally.
1: Right. Those are laws. So another one is flying that I wrote down here. So human beings cannot fly unaided. You know, most birds, species of birds can fly. Humans can't fly. That's a law. We cannot fly without you know technology. It's a universal law. We're not built to fly. The next one I have here is the gravitational effect. Someday we'll do a podcast on the non-existence of this thing called gravity, but for now, we can all agree that what goes up must come down. It's a universal natural law. Right. Things fall down. Right. And the last one is just speaking. You you can speak and say whatever. There's nothing in the universe that's preventing anybody from saying what they want to say. But, of course, we have man-made rules, policies that get in the way. They try to call them laws, but they're not really, right? There's something else. So that brings me to common law. We hear that a ton in this, uh, you know, patriot community. And I explained this a little bit in the legal overlay history, but I want to make one point clear about this. The common law is what's common to you and those around you. So that isn't written down. It's it's based on the mores, the traditions, the culture that you live in. So basically, the common law is what a jury of your peers would be able to evaluate to determine whether or not you are a fit member of society for whatever behavior you know you were uh, in a in a suit for. So I want to make this other point is that I've heard many people try to say this isn't a common law court this is admiralty maritime yada 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 two judges and the judges this is just a good example of how easy it is to get flipped around and and uh your uh, idea sabotage is that most attorneys and judges today will say the common law is the legal system today mm. does that makes that makes sense to you matt right yeah that's a that's a trick isn't it Right. They'll say, this is this is common. This is what everybody's using. This is what all our courtrooms Statutory are using. Statutory law is coming. Right. So that's, there's a huge mistake when people go in and you know stand up in front of the judge and say, I refuse to you know, be in, stand trial for this because it's not a common law court. And this, that's, there's a good example of how quickly you're shot down. Mm-hmm. So need to be real careful all the way through this. Anyway, the last thing I just wanted to say was the only law we really need is the golden rule, right? The only law of moral, ethical, rational behavior it's do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And the other 93 million statutes and ordinances and codes and acts, decrees out there are unneeded. Every rational, reasonable person understands when somebody has behaved you know, unethically, immorally, or caused some kind of harm, loss, or injury to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally agree. So I start this off by saying, who and what are you, Matt? Who and what are you?
0: Can I read off the page that I'm already looking at? <laughs> you can and cheat,
1: right? You're a man and nothing else. Right. This will be really important to understand this. You're either a man or a woman and nothing else. So when we get into the Roman civil law, which is the legal system, we already talked about how this was first, you know, written down and codified by Justinian, you know, whatever, 1500 years ago, 1300 years ago, it was, it was continually updated and has been continuously updated to this day. The Knights Templar took hold of it and ran around with it for a while. It was ultimately systematized by the British crown, liege, lord, nobility class in the city of London. So that's when it became what we know today. And that's where it still operates out of, right? At the inns at the of court in Westminster, city of London. So that's, they own the legal system there. So all the other bar associations in the world are franchises of this crown, temple, legal system. Sense? That's an interesting way to put it. Franchise. Yeah. Yeah, the American the, legal the franchise system. Right? The American Bar Association is a franchise of this legal system. Right. So in a sense, right? All we're beholden to the the British Crown Temple Bar. They're the ones that make the rules for all of us when it comes to the legal system. One other quick little note is that the legal system was deliberately designed to be incredibly confusing and time-consuming because it's an occult art. And by occult, we mean hidden. So how to operate within it is hidden from everybody who's not an attorney. And even most attorneys only know little portions of the legal system, whatever their expertise is in, for example but it's just a massive body of information that, you know, no single person could even come close to understanding. Make sense. Oh yeah. All right. So I also wanted to, i mentioned at the top that words, especially in the legal system have more than one minute meaning, sometimes dozens of meanings for words. So when they are spoken by a judge or an attorney, but there's a very good chance many times that you don't understand which definition they're using which is why any of these lawful patriotic gurus out there who know what they're doing will tell you never speak in court you, you get mm-hmm. everything you get everything in writing <laughs> and you respond in writing you don't allow the judge to put any testimony in on your behalf and you don't speak to me you just say your honor I'd like I'd like some time to uh you know, understand and research what you're asking me or what you're telling. So, one of the many, many mistakes that people make is they stand there and talk to the judge, and he says a word that you think you understand the meaning of. You understand one definition, but he's using another definition. So, quickly, maxim of law: He who creates controls. A maxim is just an, a thing that everybody accepts as truth, and that makes perfect sense. If you create something. You control, you control it. And as I mentioned, British Crown controls what they created, the legal system. With me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's their property. Okay. That's a great choice of words. It is precisely their property. Yeah. So, and there's yeah.
0: no point complaining about how, like, if you decide to use their property and, uh, you know, be involved with their property, don't be so surprised oh. when... It works how they want it to work.
1: Right. That's a, that's called a contract. We're not going to do that today. That's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down. But yeah, you're, you're constantly contracting with the legal system. Mm-hmm. In just about every facet of life. Right. Your driver's yep. license, your bank account, you know, your, your, your credit cards. I mean, everything is a, is a legal contract. So it's, uh, you know, all every app that you're signed up for, you know, online or on your phone, you're in a contract. Mm-hmm with, with those, uh, those people. So just, you know, a few examples of how this overlay works, right. Is I'm just going to give them in, in the sense of you know, courtrooms and so forth. A judge can declare, a single judge can declare it's illegal to film a proceeding in his or her courtroom, just like that. That's a, and so he says it's illegal to film in this public courthouse. But in reality, it's a public courthouse and a public proceeding. So it's perfectly lawful for the public to be in the courthouse watching or filming the proceeding. With me? Oh, yeah. But somehow we've allowed these judges to be the all supreme ruler and whatever he says goes. And everybody, of course, in the courthouse goes with whatever the judge says. Another example would be it's illegal for someone to drive without a license, right? You can't drive without a license, but in reality, it's perfectly lawful for someone to drive that's competent and capable of driving. Obviously, you know, a five-year-old can't see out the windshield and press the gas and brakes and so forth. So not capable, right? But if someone knows how to drive and they're, they're tall enough to sit in the driver's seat, technically speaking, there's no universal law preventing them from driving. Drinking alcohol, another example, right? And in the, I don't know what it is in Australia, but in the USA, you got to be 21 to drink alcohol. Is that the same for you? 18. I actually got grandfathered in, given away my age uh, to uh, being 18 and being able to drink. But of course it's lawful for, I think in Europe, there's some countries, there's no age limit at all. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if the if the parents feel the kids responsible enough or can handle it, then they can drink. So again, no law preventing it. So a couple examples there, uh, just to give you a sense of how this legal system overlaid onto what's lawful.
0: Right, and I think it's important to bring this the distinction between these two words, and really, you know, central to your consciousness now you know, you, legal, lawful. Like whether something's legal or illegal has to do whether it's for, you know, in, in in alignment with or against the legal system, which is a creation of particular men and women throughout history. And now that's lawful right. has nothing to do with the legal
1: system whatsoever. Well, right? I mean, you're, you're so, well, that's not, so the legal system is redundant, right? When it matches the lawful system, right? So the legal system says you can't murder anybody, and and the lawful system says you can't murder anybody, right? Sure, they, maybe nothing to do with
0: isn't the most accurate wording.
1: Yeah, it's it's what happens is is they overlay it onto the lawful system, right? Yeah. So
0: it, and it even seems like it's the same thing, and you know, as you're a kid and you're growing up and. You know, you get into this whole thing into, you know, being an adult <laughs> involved in involving in commerce and work and stuff. You really think that the legal system is the law.
1: That's right. All right. It's just pounded into our heads from day one. It's on all the TV, sh- most popular television programs and movies. Right. They're all involved, often involve some legal proceedings.
0: Yeah. That- and they'll say things like, oh, that's against the law.
1: Right. But they're saying against the legal system yep. the legal system is all policies right and they're and they're redundant when the two match mm-hmm. right that's key to understanding right if you harm somebody right you're gonna be penalized in the legal system or the lawful system right if you you know wreck some guy's car for example then you are, you have to compensate that guy for wrecking his car the mm-hmm. fact that it that that it goes through a legal proceeding doesn't really matter so much right you you're going to have to compensate that person accordingly if you you know if you went to court over such a such an event and right? it's unlawful for you to smash another person's car as well as being illegal yeah oh yeah okay so the bar association first thing to understand about this is it's a private club uh, has nothing whatsoever to do with the state, county, or federal governments, nor public war welfare. Right? It's a private entity. Now it just so happens that the bar association has gotten all the states to use their training and their education to pass this bar exam in order to be able to be a practicing attorney. But mm-hmm. again, this is they're a private entity completely private so they're not it's not even a corporation right it's it's a trust for all intents and purposes so you know before we had a hundred years of no need for a bar association or a bar exam we had regular you know from 1776 to 1870 roughly a hundred years we had no no such thing as a bar association yet we carried on with you know, thousands, maybe millions of lawsuits and cases that happened during that period of time. Yes? Yep. So yep.
0: 1871 was the year, like, is that when the bar came in?
1: I think that's the year. Some, it's some, 18, 1870s, somewhere in there. I, I can't uh-huh. remember exactly. Okay. Maybe it's 1878, can't remember precisely. But yeah, basically okay. 100 years is, is where we, we existed in the United States without any bar association. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about the 13th amendment now they were you know, that was to prevent titles of nobility yada 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 so you know it's also worth pointing out that the u.s constitution doesn't doesn't stipulate any need for a bar card or passing a bar exam or anything to plead a case you know back in those days you know if you your neighbor harmed you in some way caused you loss or injury you took him to court if you couldn't settle the dispute outside of court you just walked mm-hmm. in and it was a very simple process, he said. You'd make your case. You know, yeah, Matt, uh, you know, stole, took, borrowed my tractor and drove it into a lake and ruined it. Right? And you say, well, <laughs> that was, that was because the brakes were bad or whatever, or the gears, you know, and I say, it doesn't really matter. You wrecked my tractor, I, you know, that cost me a hundred bucks. I, you know, I need to be compensated. But there was no need for attorneys and the judge was simply uh, a referee in this, in these suits. And the jury of your peers, right? Your townsfolk, your neighbors, sat and listened to the, you know, each side plead their case, and made a decision. Very simple.
0: And if it was a more complicated case, and you had a friend who was experienced in law, you might have them come and argue it, and they might be known as a lawyer.
1: Is, is that right? Counselor at law would be counselor more at law, right? So they were they were they were assisting. Get, providing counsel. They weren't, uh, standing up there. Uh, right. Know, uh, they provide the uh, counsel.
0: Right, right, right. Gotcha.
1: Right. That's where, that's where count the word counsel comes from, in the, the legal mm-hmm. realm. So quickly, you know, a lot of people don't know, and this isn't so important for you, but in the United States, you know, knowing the, the, uh, bill of rights, the first 10 amendments, they're, they're all very short, simple, but it reads in suits at common law where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, which was a lot of money back then. The right of trial by jury, not a jury trial, shall be preserved and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. So that little sentence right there completely nullifies appeals courts, doesn't it? Right, yeah, yeah, sure. Can't be tried again. But we have, you know, attorneys make zillions of dollars with appeals. So many people appeal, appeal, appeal. And it's not not to suggest that sometimes that isn't valuable and worthwhile, but according to the Constitution, no such thing shall be done. And this, of course, has not been amended. It's important to point out that the common law was the English slash American common law. Have nothing to do with any legal system. There's no such thing as the legal system when the Constitution was written.
0: Right. I imagine you'd be pretty annoyed if you took someone to court and, you know, won. And then they said, well, I, I don't like it. And then they go up to another court and you win again and they say, well, I don't like that. And they go up to another higher court and you win again and they say, well, I don't like that.
1: And you go to hey, another higher court. I mean, when does this end? People get locked into, ca- into cases for 20, 30, 40, 50 years just drains right. their bank accounts and the, the you know the framers of the Constitution understood that right so you know how many matters do we have today over twenty dollars I mean make it two thousand dollars it doesn't you know for just for inflation but how many matters mm-hmm. actually get settled by you know a trial by jury it's very very few today right a judge decides the vast mm-hmm. majority of cases today it says
0: you have the right of trial by jury.
1: Right. We're not adhering to that either. And just the last point, the rules of common law are not the same thing as the rules of civil. Every time you hear the word civil, think Roman procedure, which were implemented in 1938, of course. Now, do attorneys know this? No, they don't. Most of them don't. They were not taught this, not to suggest that attorneys are all bad or all wrong or anything. They just literally weren't taught this. I think I mentioned in one of the history uh, talks that they were told that the common law is case law. Every attorney I've ever talked to says exactly that. That's what they were taught. And case law is all it is, is the opinion of a judge in the past. Kind of call it settled case law. I went over this in the history bit a little bit. That is not the common law. But this is what they were taught. So you can see how, you know, this this kind of uh, indoctrination happens even to, you know, the people that are the professionals in this field. Mm-hmm. With me?
0: Oh yeah, I might imagine that they so deeply into it at this point they might not want to know.
1: Well, yeah i mean this is we can go a lot of different directions you know into into uh science and medicine and a lot of different fields and this gets gets very uncomfortable there's no doubt about it
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know again it's worth pointing out just so i don't run off any attorneys that they're totally needed for all forms of corporate matters which i'll talk mm-hmm. about here in a little bit uh, i think i you know, I mentioned this earlier, but just want to say that the bar association has completely taken over our public courthouses. I talked about, right. it, you know, an example of one one guy in particular that I that I love to listen to brings his cases in. Literally, he says you could you could fill these out on a with crayon and a napkin. That's all you need. That's all that's required. You know, I, you know, John Q. Public. Was wronged by wrongdoer Jane Q Public. Uh, she damaged my property, and I want to be compensated. That's your whole suit. Take it in, mm-hmm. and you, sh- you should be able to get a case, right? <laughs> you should be able to get a hearing based on that alone. But what happens is these these clerks of court take it, take your remedial, you know, uh, elementary filing, and they redo it all, and in terms of how the legal system wants it done. Mm-hmm. and this guy's had to go back in numerous times and say, you just damaged my property. Who, who gave you the right to change my court filing, right? And, you know, the ca- clerk, clerk has no idea. They just say, I was just trying to help you out and make it right so it worked and everyone understood it. He has to basically educate these clerks of courts on what's happening. And right now, I'm filing a case for my courtroom, because so it who ki- is
0: supposed to be, you know, running the courts? Like just a few locally elected representatives? That's right. Right. And that's it. Just, but instead we have this like infestation of the bar association just, just sitting in there and being like, Yep. Yeah. Almost like right. squatting in it and be like, Yeah, we run this. That's
1: right. Just and everyone is
0: under a spell and just believes that this is normal
1: or this is right. That's right. It's completely, completely been overwhelmed and taken over long, long, long ago, 150 Mm -hmm. years ago. It started, you know, almost the past hundred years. um, They almost all operate like this.
0: Right. So they were there before we were born and now we even think that they're meant to be there.
1: Right. Well, not for much longer. Brainwashing. So license to practice law. I love that. Uh, I just had to take those words and chop them up. So a license right, is a permission or authority to do something that would otherwise be unlawful or illegal. Right? That's what a license is. Mm-hmm. Words, you can't do this thing without a license. Practice. What do you do when you practice? You work, it's working on getting better at something, right? And of course, law, Un- immutable, unchangeable, universal truths. A license to practice law. When you break down what each one of those words means, it loses a lot of its luster, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, who, who do these people think
1: they are to be uh, dishing out licenses? <laughs> and technically speaking, technically speaking, it isn't a license. I think in two uh, two states in, in the United States, and Hawaii is one of them and there's one other word attorneys actually have licenses. But right. you know, if you were to go up to an attorney everywhere else and say, hey, pull out your license to practice law, I want to see it. They have no such thing. They have a bar mm-hmm. card. but It's not a license. Mm-hmm. They're effectively endorsed by the bar, not by the state. Endorsed by the bar. Yikes. That's right. right. The bar exam. You have to pass bar that exam. in order. In order to be a practicing attorney. The bar exam. They make movies about it. Like
0: with Matt Damon, he passed the bar and, you know, all the, all the people are so happy. It's just so great. He passed
1: the bar. What a normal thing to do. He's a He can be a lawyer now. (laughs) Right. The reality of it is, is that you and I and everybody else knows when someone's done something wrong. We all know it. Mm Mm-hmm. We don't need a license, right. we don't need a card, we don't need to take an exam, we don't need to learn rules of civil procedure. We file our case, we walk into the courtroom, and we plead our case. Everybody understands it. All right, corp got it. I think I hit this a couple times in the past, but just want to reaffirm it quickly. You know, you break that word down, Latin, it's corpse or rating, right? talking dead corpus body right corpus so what what that means is if it's lost on anybody is that they're giving life to something that has no life that's what a corporation mm-hmm. is it's a fictional entity there's not real alphabet inc uh, facebook inc mcdonald's incorporated these are fictional entities it's so hard for people to get their hands around heads around yeah it
0: around. took me a while like, um, I was asking, like, so what makes this thing into something? Is it the fact that you write words on paper and then the paper symbolizes it or something? And I eventually just realized that there is nothing, right? There's literally nothing. There, there's nothing in reality that you can point to that is any corporation. There right. is nothing. <laughs> there is no specific existent or entity that is a corporation. You can't touch it, smell it, sense it in any way. There is nothing.
1: (laughs) Bingo, and that's that's hard for people to grasp. They just because again, our thinking has been inverted completely, right? But that's just because you write some words
0: on paper and say, "Oh yeah, there's this uh, thing. It's called uh, this, uh, you know, XYZ Ventures LLC." You know, there's still literally nothing there. Doesn't matter how many words you write about it, and this big legal talk about how it's incorpor- you know, partnered with the state, and you know, works in this way under this law or this jurisdiction or whatever like that. There's literally nothing there.
1: <laughs> Very good, you got it. Took me a while. He's, yeah, no, I, you know, you, you can't, you can't harp on it enough. It, it, this is one of the main things you have to start to understand to get a hold of what we're talking about. Is that we're dealing, the legal system, 100% only deals with fictional entities. Right. And the fictional means dead. Another way to look at it. But you are a living man. So how in the world can they get their dead entities to interact with you, the living man? We're about to find out. Mm -hmm. Just quickly, the corporations, the first one. You know i think east the east india company was what the forerunner or it could have been the west india company can't remember for sure but it was you know these are back around the early 1800s is when the, this new entity called a corporation was first devised and it was very purposeful and this is the reason people start corporations today you know literally LLCs, limited liability corporation uh Number one, they obfuscate ownership. So you can make a bunch of shell corporations and kind of hide, you know, there's all kinds of services out there where you can pay a a person a couple hundred bucks a year and he'll basically masquerade as, you know, the director of your corporation Mm -hmm. and really hard for you to figure out that he's just a, basically an actor and he's covering for another actor where there's another corporation, you know, above his corporation that also has an actor by the time you get through 10 corporations, or whatever, you might find the real guy or the group of guys that's running this thing. So Mm -hmm. it's very much a way to obfuscate ownership. Another point is, is that they limit liability. So obviously when you start up a corporation, you aren't personally liable for any mistakes, errors, injuries, harms caused in the course of running your corporation. So the only thing people could ever sue is the corporate assets, right? They can't sue you personally. And lastly, these these really protect the ruling class more than anything. Trusts do an even better job of that. I'm not going to talk about those today, but it's protecting this ruling class. Make sense? Oh, yeah. All right, so a couple prime examples now of the legal overlay, and this is, you know, my temporary title for the book that i may finish one day called titles of slavery we'll see oh you'll finish it (laughs) we'll see so we'll see get a taste of how this works so the word legalese is bandied about and people love to talk about i don't understand that legalese right it's literally a what's called a term of art these legal words terms of art officially what they can be called they're deliberately deceptive, right? They are, again, fictional entities. I already uh, mentioned that. And all of this is good good times legally. So here's the number one example out of all of them. And that word is person. It stems from the Greek persona. And that was given to the actors. They used to hold plays on a stage back in ancient Greece, and these actors would hold a mask over their faces or wear a mask and play the role of whatever part they were playing. And that's where the word Mm -hmm. person derives from. So it was persona. It was an acting. It was not the real thing, right? It was the acting uh, interesting, just a quick note, Rudolf Steiner, one of my favorite guys, uh, he said the Roman age was the first time humans fully identified as a physical person, little interesting side note. Uh, so it, it was a shift from right from the earlier times, which obviously I won't dive into, but this was the creation of the word citizen, which we'll get to next. So in the legal system, you can go look up the word person in black's law. 11th edition. I've got it sitting on, on my bookshelf. If you go to look up the person, it'll say, see natural person or artificial person. If you can believe that a natural mm-hmm. person is what you think you are. You think, yeah, I'm a, I'm a person, but 99% of the time in writing in the legal system, they're always talking about this artificial person which can be oh. a cor- corporation, a trust, a partnership, sole proprietorship, and on and on and on. All these fictional entities can be artificial persons. Go ahead.
0: We shouldn't really be referring to ourselves as person, people, as persons, right? Like at the beginning you said, what are you? A man or a woman and nothing else, yeah?
1: That's what you're calling have,
0: that's yourself a person, you're under some sort of spell, right?
1: Well, yes and no. So- mm-hmm. You know, I, I've, I've seen some video of a, a guy trying to play this game, you know, whatever with a speeding ticket or whatever. And the guy saying, you know, standing there in courtroom, looking like an idiot saying, I'm not a person. And the judge right. said, well, you, you sure look like a person to me. And <laughs> here's the game, here's the game, right? The judge can, can change meanings and definitions anytime he wants. So he's saying, yeah, you look like a natural person to me. And the guy's saying, I'm not this artificial person, straw man. And you're never going to get anywhere with the judge. He's never going to admit to any of that. So you're mm-hmm. wasting your time with this argument. But this is just to show that this all capitals name straw man, right? That you're, we've talked about is the artificial person, right? It's the Sestak trust, the implied trust that we have not been made aware of by the inventors of this game called legal system.
0: And just to clarify my question, because uh, you know this is a, this is a more of a self-discovery question, which is always in the background of what we're talking about here. Like just in general, like when you're just talk, talking to your friends or your family partner or whatever, we, it seems like we shouldn't really be using this word "person" to describe us. This, I mean if this is mask, which it is, I mean I, I've heard this from other sources as well. Why would you call you, refer to yourself as a mask? That seems absurd.
1: Yeah, but it's just so you know in colloquial conversation it's just so heavily used now it would sound ridiculous almost to not say it but it, right I think, try to avoid course, it these days though. yeah as you catch on to this I can see what you're saying but yeah you you, you everybody you think you're a weirdo who's never heard of this before of oh yeah it's not person.
0: like I have some argument or anything like that but I just <laughs> I was about to say just personally just just on my own I uh you know just uh avoid saying it to refer to myself.
1: Yeah, well this goes even way deeper than all of that. Uh but you're right. You are not, you know, this gets more into our self-discovery talk, like you said. You're not a person, for sure. So another classic word is citizen, right? Again, first defined in Roman times. And what you'll hear if you go listen to any of these, you know, lawful gurus, they talk about the 14th Amendment US citizen. We talked about that in the history podcast previously so i won't delve into that but this was slowly unleashed upon all americans over the course of 50 60 years until it was the only choice prior to this 14th amendment which gave privileges and benefits to the freed slaves now that was the purpose of it is actually you now when you agree and say i am a u.s citizen you are you have now sacrificed your natural rights and you now come under the purview of the government which created the US citizen a legal system mm-hmm. so right
0: so it's like I guess citizen used to mean you know you you just think like okay, it means you're an inhabitant of a city right <laughs> but I suppose we're, how we're supposed to refer to ourselves is like like you got like Leonardo da Vinci right He's, you, you don't talk about the citizen. I'm a citizen. You're like It's just like, I'm this man or woman from this city. Right? You can refer to yourself like that. Yeah, yeah you can, It's like it's, an honorable way to refer to yourself. Yeah,
1: It's tricky. And again, using words, spoken words, you're going to get yourself into trouble time and time again. Just mm-hmm. keep coming back to I'm a man and I'm, you know, <laughs> here's the next one, resident. Are you a resident of blah, 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 blah? Everybody's so yes, I'm a resident of this city and state and country. Well, we go back to the Latin.
0: Go ahead. So, these terms you're giving, these have at some point throughout history been like legally defined, right? And given legal meaning. And they're like there for us to like sign up to identify as these legal definitions, right?
1: That's right. You, you check the box all the time. You're a resident of this state, right? A citizen of this country et cetera, et cetera. Right. So res, Latin means thing. Hmm. And then of course we have ident, which is to identify, identification, identity. So resident is identification of the thing. So ask yourself, are men and women things according to the legal system? So you're calling yourself a thing. Yep, you're identifying as the thing when the thing is the trust, right? Yeah. The Sestake trust, you're identifying as that thing. More specifically, you're identifying as the trustee for that thing mm-hmm. unwittingly. So, another great one is driver. If you'll, one thing you'll note in statutes, codes, acts written by legislatures in the legal system. They'd never apply to men and women. They apply to citizens, persons, mm-hmm. residents, mm-hmm. drivers. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, there's a few other, but they never say that this applies to men and women or the people. It's persons. That's Why why do we have a plural for the word person mm-hmm. when we have the word people, which means multiple persons? Okay, Why do we need persons as well? Mm-hmm. Ever think about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have thought about that, and it just brought me to the just. I remember wondering, I was like, "Well, what's people then? I wonder what people is." But I haven't gone further with the understanding
1: that it's just a, it's another legal term of art, so that they can right. stick to their definitions. So, if, if you're a driver of a motor vehicle, right, you're, you're now under the auspices of the legal system. Mm-hmm. If you just say, "I was traveling," With my property, that doesn't work. You're not. You're not. Suddenly, you're not under the legal system. If you right. say you're a driver, though, then all of a sudden you're under it.
0: Yeah, so they say to you, "You were driving this vehicle." You're like, "Well, yes." Like, oh, okay. So you were doing. You were part of the commercial legal system, right? Performing this task defined as what a driver does, and you were in this vehicle, which is like in has all this, you know, uh, contractual use terms with the state, et cetera.
1: And you're They're like catching yep, hold of it. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I mean they never they never say any of those words, but that's the implication <laughs> behind all of it, right? Right. It's between the lines, yeah. Right between the lines. Taxpayer is another one. Are you a taxpayer, Matt? No, I'm not a taxpayer. Are you a taxpayer? <laughs> I'm just a man. What about the person listening? you a taxpayer? <laughs> Right. Ninety nine percent of the people, including me, you know, three or four years ago and all the time prior to that would agree. I'm a taxpayer. I just sacrificed my uh, status as a man when I say I'm a taxpayer. It's, wow, it's what a, a great long, thing to be in this life. <laughs> it's a long winding road to get into this one. We're not going to talk about taxes at all here, but there are ways uh, to get around it. But it does require significant education. sure and some chutzpah to say the least mr and uh, a whole lot of
0: self-esteem and honor (laughs) yeah a
1: whole lot of both a whole lot of all of that uh yeah mr is another great word it comes from latin miser official definition you'll get poor miserable wretched unfortunate but a minor in roman times meant that you were a bonded debt slave (laughs) right you know
0: i was uh filling in a form the other day i had to fill in this form part of the legal system and it was like title and i, I could i could write anything there and you know normally i write mister and i didn't even know exactly what mister meant but i was like you know what it's probably something bad so i was like sir <laughs>
1: well i was sir matthew like why not that, that's my title mate that's a title of nobility right there while all there these other are titles of slavery right and here's just a little uh, just to, just to give people one more sense of it like well, In the legal system, right? If you get involved in a case, right? You'll be one of these things—these fictional legalese terms of art things: a litigant, an Mm -hmm. affiant, a petitioner, a defendant, an applicant, respondent, a plaintiff. You follow along? Oh yeah! All fictional. None of them are men or women. They're legal terms that suck you into the legal system when you agree that you are that thing
0: yeah because it's a specific concept with a specific definition and a list of attributes that go with it and you're like yeah i'm i'm yeah someone else to
1: find it for you and you just accept it that's all there is to it it's it, and this the power of these words i am is mind-boggling this we get we get way deep into self-discovery talk we're not going to do it today but i am a driver i am a citizen a person taxpayer you say you are it then you've just sacrificed your position as a man or a woman and you're now that legal entity that they have run that they've writ- written rules about how it it must behave yeah, when one we do my, the uh, when
0: we're more self discovery oriented stuff and talk about like the I am and
1: yeah, that's gonna that's gonna good deep for sure. Very deep, but this is a good starting point for people, which is why we're we're doing this early on. So one of my favorite guys is notorious for saying, you know, when when the judge calls him up, you know, Mister Smith to the you know to the stand, please, or you know the defendant, Mister Smith to the stand. He'll say, thank you for. Judge for offering me these wonderful titles, but but today I'm just not interested in accepting any. But thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he won't he won't accept. You don't accept your defendant? No. You don't accept your citizen? No. I don't accept any. he just keeps thanking the judge for offering him the titles, but he's he's gonna decline them today. <laughs> thank
0: you. Thank you, but I'll decline. It's like being offered a piece of cake. Like,
1: right. What it comes down to is these these bar attorneys and judges are speaking an entirely different language. It's it's legalese. It's no different than you trying to talk with someone that speaks Japanese, but you don't speak Japanese. You don't understand what they're saying. This is why Mm -hmm. the advice don't, don't get into oral discussions, do everything in writing. Let's see here. Lawmaker. I wanted to hit on that because I just hear it all the time when they talk about senators and, and congressmen. They think, well, our lawmakers did this. Our lawmakers did that, right? A legislature, yeah. right? Legislature, legis, a bunch of nonsense, liege, right? Legis, legis, liege, allegiance, liege lord, legal. Right? Oh, all yeah, all the yeah.
0: Same. yeah. I didn't notice that one. Yeah, legis, legis. Right. That's, uh, that's a, uh, I didn't know that one.
1: Slipped a new one in there. Got you a few new things here today.
0: Regis, the king, legis, <laughs> the liege.
1: Okay. There you go. Nice connection. Right. So all these governments and corporations, they make corporate policies and rules. That's what the senators and the Congress and the way that, it, that our government was set up was they were supposed to make rules for how the employees of the corporation, the federal government, how they behave. And we didn't we did not elect representatives to go make rules that that stymied our behavior. Why would we do that? Right? That's insane. <laughs> right Why would I'm gonna yeah. hope that you go to Washington DC. and make rules that don't <laughs> impinge or infringe upon my rights. And abilities. <laughs> hey, that's right. So absurd. Would, right? I want you to go out party. there
0: and trample on my rights. Go on. Yeah, I'm so glad I elected Ted Cruz to go to Washington <laughs> and stuff up my rights.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is exactly. Let's, let's all celebrate. None of it makes a lick of sense. So moving along here, so bringing the the dead or the legal entity to life, right? So an attorney is required to represent the fictional entity, represent, re-present. So it has to represent the fictional entity as a real entity. That's what the attorney mm-hmm. is for.
0: Just change the pronunciation. Rep- represent. Uh, if okay. if we just said it, represent. <laughs>
1: You'd see it straight away. Exactly. It's all hidden in plain sight. What do what do attorneys file? They file complaints. Think about that word, complaining, whining. You're just whining and complaining.
0: Just some peasant, you know, just some wretched, miserable
1: peasant complaining. Right. They, an attorney cannot file a claim. A claim is made by a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. They say, I claim... Matt damaged my property, but the attorney can't claim that because it isn't his property and he did, you didn't damage anything of his, so he can't make that claim. So he's got to make a complaint, which is inferior to a claim. Mm. Anytime a complaint is running, if somebody files a claim in relation to that complaint, they have to stop the proceedings of the complaint and get straight to the claim first. It always supersedes the complaint. Okay. What else do judges and attorneys do they summons you to court do they not they receive a mm-hmm. summons mm-hmm. yeah well, think think about that word summons and where else you've heard that word right people who uh, perform seances and other strange behaviors right they summons the dead mm-hmm. so you can see that the dead in the legal system is being summonsed to court
0: i can imagine someone
1: saying oh that's just silly now, I, maybe you know 50 times in this podcast for all I know. But it, eventually the evidence starts to mount to the point. Exactly. Where like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. What do what do attorneys file all the time in cases? They file motions. That's the only way to move a dead entity and put it in motion. It's the only way to move it along. So they file these all these different motions to put these fictional entities into motion.
0: Right. Like you would never Without this legal system, you would never say to the referee of the court, oh, "I f- file a motion." Like he, people would be like, "You file a what? <laughs> like, what are yeah, you
1: talking about, doc? Get get out of here! That's I mean, nonsense." It, it, the the knee jerk behavior of so many defense attorneys is to file just right out, right off the bat. They just file a motion to dismiss right off the bat. That you know, slows everything down until the judge has a chance God. to look at it. They, they just do it on the off chance that the judge will accept it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd, you'd be negligent, probably, as an attorney, to not file motions to dismiss all the time on behalf of your clients. And what else do judges or attorneys do? They plead, right? They file pleadings. So where where do you hear the word pleading connected to begging and pleading? They're saying uh, when you're
0: trying please. to get your spouse or
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, boyfriend right. or girlfriend to just treat you better. <laughs> Right. You're pleading. You're saying, please, 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 you know, decide this in my favor. That's what a pleading is. You're pleading. It all goes to the judge. (laughs) The the judge, this one man or woman gets to decide the whole basis of the case based on your pleading. Yes. Right. Complaints, pleadings, summons, motions. This is the legal system. You can see how it's set up. The judge is totally in charge of everything. And the attorneys are second in line, right? They get to talk uh-huh. and represent things, and the actual right. people involved—the men and women involved in the case—are third in line. They hardly get to say anything; they hardly get to do anything.
0: Right? And they're only there as their corporation, right?
1: Well, if it's a if it's a lawful you know scenario, too, you really did mm-hmm. cause harm harm or loss to somebody, then it would be, you know, legitimate. Of course, you do have to mm-hmm. stand trial for, for those behaviors, but yeah. Once again, though, you're stuck with the, the attorney doing all the talking for it. All right, so we got a few more minutes here. Appearing in court. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with this. 99.99% of the time, you show up in, in, as a general appearance. Think about that word appearance, right? Mm-hmm. The, the dead appearing in, in the real world. Um, if anybody is going to come close to attempting to do something, if they knew a little bit about this, the only time they would ever step up in court, they would, they would begin by notifying the court they're making a special appearance. And that means mm-hmm. by definition that they're going to challenge jurisdiction. Excuse me. So they're going to say, they're going to argue that you don't, the state or the police officer or whatever, it doesn't have jurisdiction over you. That's what people do. So just okay. quickly running over that. Uh, you know, a lot of times when you want to rep- represent yourself, I don't know, that's, which is impossible. How do you represent yourself? You would just represent yeah. yourself. Wouldn't Imagine you? saying that I'm representing myself, <laughs> right? But they you in just the say, it, system, thinking you're
0: smart. Like
1: in the legal system, they call this pro se. You don't hire an attorney. You want to argue for yourself. So you have, they'll say, oh, you want to be pro se. And if you say you're pro se, then that means you're representing the fictional straw man trust. Mm-hmm. The correct words to use is to say, "I am specially appearing here sui juris." That means of one's own right. That is a common law appearance, which is does not work in the legal system. It
0: seems strange uh, to say that you're appearing at all. You just say, "I'm here," right?
1: that's that's what they call it when the the people involved in the case show up they call it an appearance
0: right. so definitely part of the overlay though right these appearances like if you're appearing like right. you're not appearing you're just arriving or you're coming well the dead
1: the dead was summoned, so the dead appears yeah so let's see the will of the judge they can this is i just wanted to hit this real quick is that just a, a reminder of my disclaimers that the, the judge on on their will and whim can just hold you in contempt just because he or she says so. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. how right you are, what truth you're telling. Doesn't matter. You can just say, "Ah, contempt." If you keep going along, going down this path, I'm going to hold you in contempt. I'll throw you in the in jail for 24 hours 48 hours. In, in more extreme cases, they can order a psych evaluation and mm-hmm. literally have have you committed.
0: Right. I mean, this in the 60s they would have taken, electrocuted you and chop some of your brain out.
1: It could get that bad. And it's, I've heard of stories of this happening to people who tried to, you know, didn't know enough, didn't understand the process and got themselves into these situations. It's really ugly. So, and they knew a lot more than I'm sharing today. Still got into trouble. So got it. You got to know all this stuff in advance. That's for sure. Um, Quickly, the king. So who holds court? If you think about the word court, I, this was mm-hmm. the king or queen the king or queen would hold court right the king or queen would say to their subjects I would like to hold court in an hour you know on the balcony or whatever right wherever they were and mm-hmm. the subjects would run around and gather everybody up and the king or queen right the words that they would say they never they never say go do this go do that to people they would say it is my wish that The peasants be charged an additional 5% on their, you know, uh, crops, right? Or it is my wish, right? And the subjects, all listening, would then go about making their wishes come true. Mm -hmm. Making a little bit of sense. That's what a court was.
0: So the court is the place where the king or queen says what they wish and people listen and then on conclusion, go and carry out the bidding. That's right. Okay. So
1: if you were clever enough and you researched this and knew what you were doing and you never had a situation arise, you could file a common law claim and then hold the court in your name. So it, it would be the Cook Court. It wouldn't be, you know, the New York District Court or the Dade County mm-hmm. Municipal Court. It would be mm-hmm. literally the Cook Court. It's your court. And it's Mm -hmm. you're part of the public. It's your courtroom. And you know, I don't have time to somewhere for me to
0: hold court, right? It's a courthouse. It's where where we can hold court.
1: That's right. As a member of the public. You got it. Right. Nice connection. It's exactly right. So closing down here, got a couple more points to make. So the world we live in, I just imagine a world where the smartest, toughest people rose to the top of the heap. Right. If you were If you were to, if we were just to wipe out all law and authority and everybody, you know, police and all the agencies just start from scratch, wouldn't you imagine that eventually the smartest, toughest guys would rise to the top and take control? Mm -hmm. That's what's happened. It's the world we live in today.
0: Right. It's already happened before we were born, right? And continues to happen.
1: And it would happen again if we were to start from scratch tomorrow. Right. Right. You would just, you can imagine, you know, the toughest guys in your neighborhood would all of a sudden, they'd be like, hey, you know, if you want to be protected, we'll protect you. But, you know, it's going to cost you. Right. Right. That kind of a thing. Little by little. The whole thing has
0: always felt like a racket.
1: Right. Which Mm -hmm. it is in a lot of ways. And the people who figured out this, I mean, let's face it. The legal system is ingenious. I mean, it is oh, beyond yeah. genius. It is so genius. Absolutely have to hand it to them. It is brilliant. And of course, why would they teach us, right? If we are their servants and serfs, why would they teach us how to navigate around their system and understand exactly what it's doing? They wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to teach yourself. Mm-hmm. So here, closing out last couple points, like many things in this world, the legal system is really a test. It's a test to find out if you know who you really are. And in reality, in many senses, it's a spiritual IQ test. Mm -hmm. We're not going to delve into that today. It's an SQ test. There you go. It's exactly what it is. So I've heard many guys talk about how judges just absolutely clamor and rejoice and just feel so blessed to be in the presence of a real man or woman in their courtroom Mm because they haven't seen one in decades. There's There's a couple dozen people that I know of that know how to do that. And when you are in honor, when you know who you are, when you're speaking from the heart, the judge will, move aside and allow you to proceed with your court as the king. Mm -hmm. They may test you. They may push you and pressure you. But once you prove you can pass the test and you understand who you are, they will move aside and become the referee for you. And that's how you access a common law court. It's been done before. It can be done again in recent times. So just kind of closing out here. Why are we discussing this today? You know, for starters, it's understanding and awareness of who you are. That's the first step. And it goes far beyond being a man or woman. But for now, we're sticking right there. The second piece of this is, is to cessate, limit the fear that we're now, that's being wielded against us. That's what, you know, everybody's afraid of the legal system. So you can start to lessen some fears if you get a hold of this. But ultimately, it's really, if you think about it carefully, it's all about taking back your power. You have all the power. Every single listener here today has the power, not the legal system. You have the power. And as long as you didn't harm somebody else, cause them some harm or loss, then there's no reason for you to be involved in a case where there's no victim, victimless crimes, right? State crimes, government crimes. There's no victim. There's no crime. Mm -hmm. But by understanding all of this, what you've really done is you've taken back, starting to take back your power, which we've been giving away for millennia. with me oh yeah
0: do you want to mention the course in the context of this discussion today
1: yeah well we've got a course i, I think it's nearing readiness uh will it be uh, most likely available? when people
0: watch this it'll be ready it, it just okay. it, if you're watching it assume it's ready
1: all right then it will be ready it's exactly what this course is all about it's about taking back your power how how you do it obviously un- understanding uh, is a big thing and that's what we're we'll doing in our podcast but the course is really more uh, about some changes in how we live and perceive the world and some really some changes in where our awareness goes is what the key is to taking back your power and it's a you know it's a long course many many videos involved and uh, you know by the end of it people will begin to see how they've been giving away their power all their lives and not to be, not to make people feel bad about it, but it is what we've all been indoctrinated and brainwashed into for many millennia. And I could say part of that is purposeful or it was purposeful due to the state of consciousness of humanity is needed, but we're coming out of that now. Many, many, many people are coming out of that now and this control matrix legal overlay will not be necessary for those that are ready, willing, courageous enough to step outside of it. Mm. so that's my uh, that's my outline. Anything you'd like to add, Matt?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I could say, um, you, yeah, I would imagine that a lot of people that come to this particular podcast have been interested, you know in this whole legal system thing. Like you know, I've started to realize the legal system is some fake phony thing that they're using to control us. And I think I'm aware that, you know, when you start to get into that zone, you're like angry about it. And then like, you're trying to figure out like these techniques to combat it, like trying to get your real birth certificate or like trying to find out the words to say to the judge or something like that. And, you know, all those are like gimmicks and techniques and they're like what you might call outer game but what we've really discovered is the real key to getting what you want here is your inner game it's really knowing who you are and taking your inner power back right and feeling you know we, we asked the question at the beginning like who are you a man or a man or a woman nothing else but that you know you can kind of like know that intellectually but to really feel that And to be in alignment with that and to live like that automatically without techniques and going into a court and waving your birth certificate to the judge, there's kind of like a journey to self-discovery that you want to be involved with. And this course that we've assembled, Take Your Power Back, is, well, (laughs) just ask us. It's our opinion that this is kind of like the ultimate uh, technology in the world to restore you to your full power as a man or a woman. So... Whether you're watching this on social media, visit our website, themindblownzone.com. And if you're already there, just take a look around the site. You're gonna find information about take your power back. It's gonna to totally transform your life and make things so much better for you in every way you can possibly imagine. Definitely enjoy it.
1: Right, Anything else you'd like it? to say, Brett? No, that was all that was all really well said. Again, this is uh this was about some understanding and awareness. And just the the very idea that you could take your power back, having lived a life fully believing that other people have mm. the power is a, is a mind-blowing revelation in and of itself. What people mm. don't realize is that the people that apparently have power have it because we, as a collective species, are giving it away to them because we believe so many lies. Mm-hmm. Once, you, once you start to see through those lies and deceptions You're on your way to taking your power back. Oh yeah! All right, that sounds great. Love it. Perfect. Well, we ran a little over, but I think uh, I think it was worth it. We got through the whole totally worth uh, it whole podcast. So appreciate everybody listening today. Thanks for uh, moderating, Matt, and all your great questions. And we'll uh, we'll see you next week for our next podcast.
0: All right. Thank you, Brad, and thank you, buddy. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great time. Bye bye.